Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week talking about the book Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Keep listening to find out how you need to avoid ruinous empathy and obnoxious aggression. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. And this is the last day of March 2020 that this episode goes out. Continuing the theme or the special kind of theme I had for March 2020, which was to celebrate International Women's Day and celebrating some female authors, some books written by female authors. Now, it feels pretty strange because A, March has felt like a very long month given what has happened in the world uh, and how, you know, at the beginning of the month I was thinking, oh yeah, International Women's Day, fun things, lots of lots of good stuff going on. And then it's somewhat taken a bit of a turn, hasn't it? I know on Instagram and on, on the Bookstagram, people have been sharing their quarantine stack. So you can go and have a look if you're looking for some reading material or some ideas of what to be reading whilst you're at home. Uh, then go over to Instagram and check out the hashtag quarantine stack for a bit of inspo. And I think at this time when there are difficult situations, books are a great way of maybe escaping. And I know a few people who are digging into a bit more fiction at the moment for that reason, although some of them are going into some quite dystopian future type fiction, which I'm not sure if that's the best idea currently. Um, or it's definitely a sign of what's happening in the real world when you've got to go to dystopian future stuff for a uh, for a bit of a break from what's going on. Uh, but also another people then on the other hand, a lot of people going to some nonfiction and thinking about using some of this time to upskill themselves or to to get into some of the the learning that they've maybe been putting off. Now, obviously, a lot of our routines and habits have been somewhat disrupted over the last few weeks. So, so maybe you're actually reading less at the moment. I think I'm maybe falling into that category where I'm reading a little bit less because I've not got my normal commute. So I'm not getting into some of those um, kind of normal swings and flows of a day as I would normally. So I'm actually trying to put reading and, and make sure that reading is still included in my daily plan and in my daily routine. Let me know how you're going at the moment. I'd love to hear from you either on Instagram or LinkedIn. There are a couple of different ways there of contacting me. All the details there are in the show notes and you should just be able to click on those links to find my contact details. Anyway, let me know what you're reading, how you're going at the moment. Now, a lot of you I know as well will be working from home currently and maybe struggling with a bit of a challenge of how to manage your team or how to work effectively in a team whilst you are not sat right next to them. Now, for some of us, we've been working remotely in some way, shape or form for for a number of years, but doing it at scale is sometimes a little bit more challenging when everyone is dispersed. So in which case, I think this book is was quite well-timed that I read it not so long ago and the content is hugely relevant. And I think potentially even more so because having those radically candid conversations and the need to both care personally and challenge directly and not make get, not be guessing about things that are going on in your team is so important when you don't have that benefit of having being able to see each other on a regular basis. But I don't want to spoil too much before we go into the big ideas that I took from the book, so I will share a little bit first of all about the author. Kim Scott is the author of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller, Radical Candor. Be a kick-ass boss without losing your humanity and the co-founder of Radical Candor LLC. Kim has been a CEO coach at Dropbox, Qualtrics, Twitter, and several other tech companies. Previously, Kim led AdSense, YouTube, and DoubleClick online sales and operations at Google. Known for her ability to generate billions of dollars in revenue from millions of small customers while keeping her team happy and margins high, her unofficial title was High Priestess of the Long Tail. 
After Google, Kim joined Apple to develop and teach a leadership seminar. Additionally, she was the co-founder and CEO of Juice Software, a collaboration startup and led business development at Delta 3 and Capital Thinking. Earlier in her career, she worked as senior policy advisor at the FCC, managed a pediatric clinic in Kosovo, started a diamond cutting factory in Moscow, and was an analyst of the Soviet Companies Fund. Kim received her MBA from Harvard Business School and her BA from Princeton University. She is the author of three novels, and her and her husband Andy Scott are the parents of twins and live in the San Francisco Bay Area. That's taken from RadicalCandor.com and there's a little link in the show notes there if you want to find out more. A little bit about the book. The idea is simple. You don't have to choose between being a pushover or a jerk. Using Radical Candor and avoiding the perils of obnoxious aggression, manipulative insincerity and ruinous empathy those are all very hard words to say, by the way. You can be kind and clear at the same time. Radical Candor is about caring personally and challenging directly, about soliciting criticism to improve your leadership style and also providing guidance that helps others grow. It focuses on praise but doesn't shy away from criticism to help you love your work and the people you work with. Radically candid relationships with team members enable bosses to fulfill their three core responsibilities. Create a culture of compassionate candor, build a cohesive team, and achieve results collaboratively. This is a required reading for the most successful organizations. Radical Candor has raised the bar for management practices worldwide. And that's taken from Amazon and the book blurb on their little sales page. I've included a link in the show notes as well to Kim's video, Be a Kick-Ass Boss Without Losing Your Humanity. So you can go and listen to her speaking about some of the big ideas from the book too. And there's a very relevant quote that I pulled from the book that I'm sharing on social media this week, which is the essence of leadership is not getting overwhelmed by circumstances, which feels pretty relevant right now, doesn't it? All right, with all of that said, let's get into the three big ideas I took from the book Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Number one, care personally and challenge directly. Now I mentioned this in the intro there, but what does it actually mean to care personally? And in the book, at a very simple level, It's about giving a damn. It's about sharing yourself and allowing others to do the same and creating the space and an environment where you can actually have good, true relationships. And it's about caring more about your team than just how good they are at their job or how competent they are. Because there's so much more to the relationships you can have at work or do have at work than just how good someone is at their job. There's a whole section in the book actually around understanding what's important to your team, their kind of the hopes, the dreams and desires, which even Kim in the intro to that that section suggests that some people might have a bit of an allergy to, but it's the thing that makes a difference. And if I think about some of the teams that, uh, that I've been part of or that I've led, the thing that seems to have made a difference in some of those relationships is that I knew and partly because I'm just quite nosy, so embrace your nosiness sometimes, but is that actually I knew about the members of the team and I would ask them questions about what they want to do with their career and creating an environment where those kinds of conversations are okay. Even for people who maybe hadn't had that before and found that concept of sharing with their, I don't really like this term, but their boss or their manager, what they wanted to do next, even if it didn't involve that organization or that team or that role, was okay and was a safe thing to do. So caring personally allows you to have those conversations. But first of all, and the book talks about the fact that the first step to care personally is deciding that it is your job to make your team successful. 
And not, maybe if that doesn't mean that they're sticking and staying and working with you forever and ever. The second part is challenge directly. And these two elements, caring personally and challenging directly, make up the radical candor model, which I'll talk about in the next big idea. Challenging directly is about telling people what's working and what's not. It's about using this concept and using that that mindset all of the time, whether you're giving feedback or guidance is the kind of term they use in the book, which I quite like, whether it's career conversations, whether it's interviews, whatever it is. But you can't do one well without the other. You can't care personally without challenging directly. And you can't challenge directly well without caring personally. We'll talk about the difference and how those things work together in the next big idea. But those are the two fundamental ideas of radical candor and of the whole book. You have to care personally and you have to challenge directly. So that's big idea number one, care personally, challenge directly. Big idea number two is choosing radical candor. And there's a little two by two in the book, like all good management books, there's a good two by two, so a four box model. And on the vertical axis, axis, sorry, you've got caring personally. So at the top, you've got care personally and at the bottom, you've got you don't give a damn. And then on the horizontal axis, you've got challenge directly. On the right hand side, that's your challenge directly. And on the left hand side, you've got silence. So you don't say anything. So if you care personally, but you don't challenge directly, you've then got ruinous empathy, which I thought was a fantastic way of describing that particular combination of, of behaviors. So you don't challenge, you sit in silence when something's not going well, and but you, you care personally, you almost care too much because you think that the only way of caring is by not ever having a challenging conversation or challenging someone. So you've then got ruinous empathy. empathy. And maybe you've had that experience yourself where you work with someone and you, all you hear is, yeah, 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 you're great. You're doing a great job. Great job. You're doing a great job. And you never hear about anything that you could be doing better. And you just kind of die wondering, like, hang on, am I, am I really doing okay? That can't be true. This is kind of too much or not enough challenge happening. So you've then got ruinous empathy. If you move around, you've then got, if you stay silent and you don't care personally, and the reason you're staying silent is because you are, you just don't care about the other person, is then you've got manipulative insincerity. So this is just the, the absence of any kind of <laughs> humanity in your team uh, and any absence of care and also any absence of challenge. So that's really the, the, the dark place we don't want to go to. Moving around again, you've got no care, but you have got challenging directly. So you've got someone who challenges a lot, but they don't really give a damn about the team members at a personal level. That's where you've got your obnoxious aggression. Now, in the book, they do say that many people, and you may be the same, I think I would agree, would rather work with uh, an obnoxious aggression or an obnoxious and aggressive asshole, because at least you know where you stand. They might not care about you. They might just be being, be being almost gratuitously blunt or um, unpleasant even in their in their challenge because they don't care about you. That's the that's kind of the point of obnoxious aggression. But at least you know if you're doing a good job or not. And there was a lot of examples in the book from Kim's days at Apple, where and some examples of Steve Jobs who probably quite squarely fell into that obnoxious aggression box in many occasions. Finally, in the kind of the holy land of the four box model, you've got someone who cares personally and challenges directly. And this, my friends, is radical candor. And that combination of those two things in that top right hand corner, caring personally, challenging directly is radical candor. 
Now, interestingly, there is examples or there are examples where obnoxious aggression, sometimes people might confuse radical candor with obnoxious aggression, particularly if they're not uh, if they're not familiar with it, if they've never had kind of quite quite frank and honest conversations before in organizations, they don't necessarily trust them. They may see your radical candor, your openness and honesty with obnoxious or as obnoxious aggression. So that's where it's really important that people know that you do care personally and that you're giving that that feedback or the, the guidance or having that conversation because you care personally and want the other person to succeed. So that was big idea number two, choosing radical candor. Big idea number three is you've got to get to give. You can't just give out radical candor. Obviously, you should give out radical candor, but you've also got to be open to receiving it. And there's some examples in the book where this maybe hasn't been the case and someone as a leader has been quite happy to give lots of radically candid feedback or guidance to their team, but then has bristled at the idea of getting it back from their team to themselves. Now, there's also examples in the book where team members or sorry, team leaders have embraced receiving feedback from their team. And if this is new to you, now is the time to start by getting it from your team and then role modeling what good candid conversations looks like from both sides. Some people in the book had actually printed out that two by two, the one that I mentioned in big idea number two or the four box model and ask their team to put little sticky dots or to put little tick marks in where they found or where they felt their their recent interactions with that leader had been. Did they feel that they were more uh, radically candid or ruinously empathetic or manipulative insincerity or obnoxious aggression? Now, even that might be too confronting for teams if you are just starting out getting those kind of that level of feedback and inviting that level of feedback, or maybe you've inherited a team who have never had that kind of environment before. So then it's thinking about, well, how do I do that on a one-on-one basis to make my team members feel more comfortable with it? Maybe inviting certain more confident team members to practice it with you in a more public setting, maybe in a team meeting, so that other people can see it, see what good looks like and feel safe to do the same. And this is about the big and small bits of feedback. It's not just at the end of the project, at that quarterly review, at your end of year uh, performance review or anything like that. This is the daily stuff. This should just be ongoing conversations. Now, the book provides lots of different frameworks for for those types of conversations and things like the SBI or SBIBI model, which many organizations use and you may be familiar with yourself. There's also a couple of other tips that they give for giving radically candid feedback and their own models too. So there's some frameworks in here and some great to the, particularly the back of the book. So in coming into a slightly review of the book, really enjoyed it. And I do agree that it is essential reading for managers. I would say there was a chunk in the middle, as I generally find or seem to regularly find with, with these kind of books where it got a little bit slow and felt like a lot of padding. There was probably a bit too much in there about Steve Jobs and how he operated, which you can read many other books on. I don't think it needed to all be in here. But right at the back, and I'm really glad I stuck with the book because I did think about parking it and maybe not finishing it. But right at the back, I was very pleased I stuck with it because there was loads of good frameworks, resources, tools that you can use for getting started using Radical Candor in different situations. And feedback was one of them. So you can start today. And if you're working in a more remote team at the moment because you're all working from home, if you're listening to this during the COVID-19 pandemic, then thinking about how you can do this in a remote way is going to be important too, because you can't just wait and have all these conversations in 
weeks or months whenever we are allowed back into the office because otherwise you know damage will have been done most likely so it is thinking about how can you start to embrace this in a virtual environment maybe just in those one-on-ones that you're having with your team on a regular basis throughout the week to then be able to bring that back into a different context when you all do come back together again. Oh, and finally in the book, Kim does give some really good questions that you can ask your team members. For example, what else do you need from me as a manager? Or what are your expectations of me as a manager? Which is a fairly safe question, can be a little bit confronting. And again, you might want to think about, do you prep your team in advance for you asking that question? Or think of different creative ways of getting that feedback in if they if that's a, a newer thing for them. But that was one of the other things I liked about the book is the the kind of agendas or questions that she gave to ask for some of this feedback. So that was big idea number three, you've got to get to give. So wrapping up, three big ideas I took from the book Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Number one, care personally, challenge directly. Number two, choose Radical Candor. And number three, you've got to get to give. As I mentioned just at the back of big idea number three there, I did enjoy the book. I would say it is essential reading if you're a manager or if you're about to go into some kind of people leadership role. If you're feeling, if you do feel uncomfortable giving feedback and you find any kind of challenge and being direct with your team members uncomfortable, again, this will probably change or hopefully will change your mind because it sets out incredibly clearly and show that you cannot truly care personally about your team members or say that you care about your team members if you're not being clear with them about performance and about what's going well and about what's not going well. Otherwise, you end up in that ruinous empathy category and that, from a long-term perspective, does not play out well. Stick with the book if you find the middle bit a little bit slow too. I highly recommend sticking with it or just skipping towards the resources and getting started part to the end because I found that very practical and useful and things in there that I would recommend team members or leaders to be reading and using. If you've read the book, I'd love to hear from you. I know this is a pretty popular read in a lot of organizations and many seem to be moving towards a radical candor approach to career conversations and feedback. If that's you and you haven't read the book, well, go and read it now. If and if you have, I would love to hear how you're applying this in your organizations and particularly at the moment, how you're applying radical candor in a remote team setting. Contact details, as usual, are in the show notes. If you enjoyed the book and you are going to read it, hop on over to my brand new website, which has got a nice little link to my bookshelf and you can buy the book and help support the podcast at the same time. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.